0: You know Ted slash Blue Snowball? (laughs) You just pick one or the other, yeah. (laughs) I like both of your names. Okay, great. I wish someone would just give me
1: a leg up. Yeah? You just feel like you're struggling too hard? I I wish
0: someone would just pick me from the bunch and go, I'm gonna make you a star, kid. Yeah, right?
1: You don't understand, I could have had class. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody instead of a bum, which is what I am. Let's face it. Hey, yeah. you're gonna be Seems famous, long. boy. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna
0: be rubbing shoulders with all the big boys. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll introduce you to Sunatra. <laughs> Here, have a cigar. Oh my god. They're, <laughs> they're Cuban, but yeah. don't tell the feds. <laughs>
1: so, I mean... Yes. That sounds similar. Welcome to Go write yourself, the only podcast dedicated to getting you to stop listening to this podcast so you can get off your fat ass and go, go write, write yourself.
0: yourself so when you were young, not that um did you not like believe that you were destined for greatness, and well, school... yes, but only because my mommy told me so, Oh, okay, yeah. I, I, once again, I feel like the urge to say, "I like your mom," but those out there—that's right, because you I, know my mom, so I, I mean, do we actually, can't do this. She's yes. a lady. <laughs> people, people out there will think that that's just like an immature joke that I'm making. Yeah, but right. When I say, I think either way, it would be when funny. I, when I when I say that I like your mom, I actually like your mom. Yeah, I had tacos with her in Jacksonville, Florida. That
1: also sounds like it could be insinuated as some sort of. Uh, some
0: sort of double entendre Well I mean that's just your dirty mind It certainly is But you know what I like to say I don't have a dirty mind I have a sexy imagination
1: <laughs> That's a much better branding for, uh, <laughs> for a dirty mind Such
0: as yours uh, So when uh, you're Like you have Big expectations of yourself And you think With, with brains like mine I could really do something with my life, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah Did you think that? Did you think you were going straight to that top?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I might have thought I was special. I definitely thought I was special. I was, I was an only lot of child. A people still so. think you're special. Ah, oh, oh, you're sweet. Oh you're so sweet. Yeah. But, uh, oh, wait, I mean, no, you we were insulting t- me. Right. T- <laughs> <laughs> no, we've all got needs. Yeah, it's, this is this is...
0: I hate you so much,
1: (laughs) this is is terrible This show is already a car I know right, yes But I think
0: a lot of people, the the reason why that What we played as intro music Is such valence throughout history And such a famous quote And so well loved Is because I think people, a lot of people Have a sense of that, you know, feeling like If they'd applied themselves properly Or they'd had the right shots Or they'd um, they, They underachieved for their potential they certainly and did. They, they could have been a contender.
1: Mm. They could have been number
0: one.
1: Mm. I, I'm misquoting it. I've never seen this movie.
0: You've never seen the movie? No, shocking. Especially for a movie buff like you. I I'm, know. Right? I'm not even the movie buff in the podcast. I
1: know. It's a it's a shame, really. I'm I'm embarrassed. It's I a good feel movie. like uh, I feel like I feel like I could have been number one. Yeah. I if only you watched the movie. If only I'd watched the movie. Yes. Uh, but. Instead of a bum, which is what you are. Instead of it. a bum, which is what I am, yeah. <laughs> well, this is, well this, is, this is Rocky, isn't it? This is, this is what Rocky was based on, like, originally. This is, like, the, the classic black-and-white movie-era mm. underdog story. Um,
0: I really like the first three Rocky movies. Do you know what I mean? Going in to watch them, uh, I had a perception that they'd be, like, silly and about fighting and stuff like that. But I was really impressed by how deep the characters are, and how like Rocky doesn't want to fight, but he keeps on feeling like he has to fight, and the the whole circumstances. And I think it culminated in the third one, which I think is universally agreed to be the best. Can't say I've watched the one. F- really, I think the first one's the best. Hmm, that's interesting.
1: I think the first one's the best simply because it, it ends kind of unexpectedly, you know. Mm. But you still you still have like a a a good resolution to the story. I think, uh, which I find is like. It, what drove off what drove off the franchise in the first place is that it just became such like this uh like unexpectedly good underdog story that doesn't finish in the traditional way that like that you would expect from mm. that kind of narrative mm. and i always think something that can do something new like that is is worth
0: i and, uh, and that's reading. something i thought of too when i was writing fiction was like not i felt like I, was, I wrote a play once and i thought you could go down one route which is have the cheesy happy ending or you can turn it into a tragedy and i chose mm. to leave it a little bit open because i just didn't want to to go down the cheesy road the reason why i think i liked the second one better than the first one and the third one the most is because the characters is still as the story progressed and mm. and so stallone wrote those didn't they Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so Stalin was written, yeah. He showed himself to be like quite deep. Like I think that the characters do have face dilemmas, um, and yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and yeah, they certainly do. I, uh, well, I don't. I, I shouldn't make an argument about
0: it. Like. No, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I like to hear a different perspective. Um, I never watched the fifth one because the fourth one was so bad. So yes. Sylvester Stallone, did he make himself famous with those movies, or was he already a famous actor? Uh, well, Stallone had some kind of start to him. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, he had some kind of start, but uh, the it
0: wasn't much until he hit Rocky, like you okay. were saying. Right, so that's an example of making your own luck, and obviously the famous example is Matt Damon bid Affleck, who...
1: Do you know how many stairs that they had to climb to get successful in the movie business so many more than rocky they were uh <laughs> <laughs> it
0: took me a while to get that yeah oh. yeah yeah i think we should um, finish with the rocky tune see before you go on with that just that... hire the tiger get it no no no, no, no. Mm. Uh, uh, that that one. One. but you know i'm just gonna see when they go yeah. getting hard now it's so long Getting now. hard. Getting yeah. hard. Oh, what is it? Getting the No, I don't, think, they no, say I don't that.
1: think that's I don't think that's it's what like, they say. Get
0: getting strong now won't be long now. It's like who actually thought that was a good idea when they were like and didn't write it and think that's gonna sound incredibly cheesy and lame?
1: Uh, well, I apparently millions of people because well, people I mean, love that didn't shit. Date well,
0: but I, I mean to and be the, fair, you know I'm
1: just going to take like the recording of you singing that song and <laughs> paste it on the end of the podcast, right? I would love that. All right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Great. <laughs> Great. <luck>. Great. Uh, <laughs> getting,
0: getting strong now. We'll be No, I'm getting into that. All right. I, yeah, I, I yeah, yeah. my I retract my taking the piss. Okay. Anyway, the point is um uh, the montage at fame fame Anyway, right you were, you were but, telling me that uh, matt damon and beth affleck had to run up even more stairs than rocky yes where was the montage <laughs> of matt damon and ben affleck writing goodwill hunting didn't you
1: didn't you see it in goodwill hunting they were like you know uh ben affleck was out like working on the docks and shit and like you know you know making a hard blue collar worker of himself uh, and uh, Matt Damon was trying to be A successful janitor But like Sort of accidentally uh, Became a genius mm. Or was already a genius We found out But that That, that screenplay but he, he,
0: he, he pronounces Nietzsche wrong
1: He does That's okay But uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon that, Their breakout script was Good Will Hunting
0: Right So they made their own luck Yes They wanted to be actors They wrote a screenplay People liked it It was a very good movie Ben Affleck still can't act After all these years uh and uh, is an embarrassment but they still keep on casting him I think
1: they do <clears throat> I, I think he I think he has a good enough talent for writing mm. uh, whether or not does I, he still I write enjoy boy? his portrayals yeah he still writes uh,
0: I think he does a bit of directing and stuff
1: well yeah like he's, he Did kind of got show? into that with Argo mm. um, which you know a lot of people were critical about I think a lot of people are hard on Ben Affleck simply because he's like a was a big superstar in the 90s and early 2000s and like You've got a
0: soft spot for him.
1: Maybe not a soft spot, but uh, I think people should be easier on him than they are.
0: Okay. Well, I always thought he kind of was not very good at acting. But there you go. Here's one. Of, so if you, in case you haven't read on your podcast, Catcher, the, name, the, the theme of this show is Why Are We Not Famous Yet? Oh, yes. That's why yes, we're talking yes. a little bit. We're not completely off topic. We're talking about how... Actors made themselves famous by writing, and oh, that's God. one way you could get famous. Yeah. Right, you can get famous, and make your own luck, and yeah. on that theme,
1: you know. You... Well, uh, before we get off these famous pairs, you know, Wes Anderson and Owen oh. Wilson were like very famous. There's a there's a uh, kind of a photo going around of like uh, them running out of the studio the instant they sold uh, Bottle Rocket, mm-hmm. uh, which is Wes Anderson's first kind of feature film. The the joy on their faces, how high Owen Wilson is jumping, like, it is a hilarious photo. And just, they are stoked because they, they, they wrote their own script and they went and they took the risk and they, they put themselves out there.
0: But we don't want to be actors. Well, but... no, but
1: they were writers. Oh. And Wes Anderson was a director and Owen Wilson was an actor.
0: But I did want to be an actor when I was at school. Um... Great, I I, and and one of my first stories of why I'm not famous. Oh yeah, it relates to that. Okay. Um, Oh, did you just did you
1: do a horrible performance when you were a fifth grader and then screwed up your entire acting career for the rest of your life? Look, nobody cares about that about you mispronouncing that one line in Romeo and Juliet. Okay.
0: But um, (laughs) but when, when the line is, I can only remember Juliet's line. I, what is it Wait, I, I know what it's it was. okay that you play it us out. it's fine <laughs> <laughs> when I meant to say sad hours seem long yes no I mean sad hours seem long I said I mean Sam sad hours see I can't even say it now I mean Sam Sam hours. Hours nah. Some Hours suck. long nice and now you can understand why I never No you your never acting career never took bit. off right. yes okay. I understand yeah. that oh well hopefully that'll sound good in post-production yeah <laughs> anyway i had two good auditions that i screwed up one for the music the famous musical le Mes, where i went to Gavroche. i got in uh, who oh, is really? the child's um oh the little the, uh little timmy I, yeah
1: i, I, don't, I got, don't know i have no idea I i've got, never seen le mes
0: oh i got into the last four and i just froze i was like it's like i don't know if this has ever happened to you because i know you just ooze charisma but you (laughs) know when you're chatting up a girl and suddenly you realize it's going really well and you get like this deer in the headlights sense sensation where you feel like you can't follow through and be as cool as you've been so far so it becomes self-fulfilling prophecy and you kind of ruin it it was kind of like that with the audition like Mm. i think i froze into the fact that i couldn't get it so that's one of the it is it's confidence it's all mm-hmm. you need mm-hmm. you know half mm-hmm. the time I mean. confidence and give it somehow see if you walk into an audition we could do pulling
1: we could that, but let's not <laughs> <laughs>
0: the whole so <laughs> this, uh, this wasn't meant to be a pickup artist podcast yeah. so the, 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 the one confidence and two somehow sub communicate without saying explicitly that you're desirable to other women because the one thing we know that women want most is someone who's desirable to other women Do we, as men? Do we know that? Uh, I'm just, uh, I'm just observing.
1: I think what we know is that the one thing that's most desirable to directors are actors that are desirable to other directors.
0: Ah! there you go. But Uh But what's most desirable amongst writers? Is it? writers that are desirable i think what's most others, desirable publishers
1: Ooh, no i think what's most desirable to writers is anyone who will pay them <laughs> <laughs> right,
0: okay. but who's but who's going to make you famous the other the other edition i think was a better opportunity because it was actually for a tv show and again i got into the last round of editions this is going to be a co- reoccurring theme is, My, this for, uh, is this
1: still for les mis or is this for this this is for a tv
0: show oh, okay tv show what was the tv show uh, it wasn't that famous Okay. What was was the TV show called? It
1: Wasn't That Famous?
0: I can't remember what it was called. I was like in school at the time. In high school. Ah, okay. the end of high school. But I think I really could have got that one. Hmm. But uh, they sent me away with script. And uh, I feel like, again, it made me... I came back for the final casting call. And it, it made me so nervous. I feel like I procrastinated over learning the script. And then when I went in, I was a lot more wooden with the girl than I ought to have been. But see if I just like learned it quite quickly and like sunk into my skin and relaxed. I feel like i had a pretty good of getting that role. Now, I don't know that Guarantees would have been famous. I would have got cast on a TV show and maybe that would have led to other acting roles. Then again, maybe it wouldn't. But I think having your foot yeah, in the together. door. So th- <clears throat> these are my first ever stories of why I'm not famous. But thankfully, it was always a uh, um, bugbear for me, I guess. because I wanted to go and study at the drama college after school but I didn't think it was a secure thing to do. And then I applied for something sensible like computing science, which by the way, I dropped out of mm-hmm. and then went back to uni at 22. So it was always like this feeling that it was an unscratched itch. Like I didn't do any acting for five years. Then I went to university and around the same time, there was a festival at the university where you can put your, where they put plays on by students. Uh, it was the extracurricular society so I submitted a play to that and they took it I brushed up a play that I'd written in school so I was like going to have my play on and around the same time a friend of mine phoned me up and said hey we're putting on a musical and the main guy has dropped out uh, would you would you be willing to do it? and I was like oh yeah that would yeah. be pretty cool so I got to experience acting again for the first time in five Spurs. years we've already heard your singing voice <laughs> that's funny uh, uh, I think I, I sometimes suspect it might have been better before all the smoking and boozing
1: yeah that's I, I, not true uh uh what's his name tom waits tom Waits says he got his beautiful voice from uh all that booze and all that that smoking
0: well as nice as it is to um of you to compare me to one of the most acclaimed singer-songwriters of the uh, period you know i'd be nice <clears throat> not everyone has the resilience of tom waits you know i kind of feel like right. i didn't have the resilience to throw two editions. Anyway, as I was saying, I got to uni and around the same time I had my play on and I got to act again and I found the experience of watching a a play that I'd written was much more satisfying than acting. So that satisfied that and I was glad I didn't pursue acting. Probably would have been broke as shit. I am broke as shit but at least I would have been broken Yeah, you get
1: it. At least you have something sustainable, right? Ish. Right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Point is, um, that kind of... Oh, I drew a line under that I found out I was more comfortable behind the pen and that's why I'm not famous I like that <laughs> phrase, behind the pen that's why you're not famous, yes that's my first story of why I'm not famous
1: okay great, is there another story? When yeah, there's, a whole, <laughs>
0: there's a whole bunch of them, but it's your turn Okay. oh, oh okay. now I have to do a turn you have okay. to talk well,
1: about why you're not famous alright, well, when I was 12 years old <laughs> I was show us on the doll uh, I know, right, yeah no, but I went to... I was on, like, a, a Nickelodeon uh, kind of after-school program called Slime Time Live.
0: You guys can't see this, but I'm actually
1: literally gaping he at is, his head He is gaping like, at me.
0: Well, I never knew this. Yes, yeah. Go on.
1: And they had... It was just, like, a little kind of after-school program where, like, during commercials, where they'd have, like, three kids line up, and they'd, like, dance, and you could go online and vote for them, and then at the end of the kind of segment... The one with the most votes got slimed.
0: Um, oh wow! Yeah, did like, you get slimed? I didn't get slimed, oh, unfortunately. No, no, I thought you must have been so cute as a small child.
1: I was adorable.
0: I really believe that. <laughs> Somehow I really believe that. I mean, you're obnoxious as shit as an adult. I,
1: no, no, no. It's it, it's it was both. I was obnoxious. As, I think I was super obnoxious during the the because my parents took me on a, on a tour of Nickelodeon Studios, and. Uh, I was uh, really obnoxious during the tour, and they were like, "That kid's got great energy." You know, put him in front of a camera, ruin his dreams. Well, no, it it didn't ruin any of my dreams. But that was like the one time that uh, that I was ever like in front of any sort of camera uh, at all. Like, not that that had a chance to make me famous, but uh, it was like a fun, silly little thing that uh, you know people don't often get to experience. I don't think. I don't think it has anything to do with... It definitely had something to do with my ego because I immediately went back to school and was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I was on this thing. And then like, I'm such a special boy. And that probably, if anything, inflated my ego to the point where I was like, I must be famous now. I am one of Nickelodeon's chosen and I demand to be in the bright green light of the slime. Hmm. So thus began my uh, distracted search for a uh corrupted enlightenment given to me by uh, nickelodeon's uh, orange splatter tv network thanks you're welcome
0: have you done any therapy <laughs> can't you tell yeah <laughs> mm, yes you're very um self-reflective yeah no
1: i If I wanted to be famous, what's what's hard about it is that when you get recognized or when you you get kind of like pulled out of a crowd as an adult, it is like a bit of a shocking thing. You're Mm. not like ready to get pulled out of your comfort zone or noticed in a way unless you've prepared yourself. And I think that could be a difficult thing if you're not ready for it, but you don't always have the chance to prepare either. If you are a writer out there Mm. publishing your work online, people are going to see it. Mm-hmm. and people are going to notice it and sometimes it's going to be more people than you want to notice it. Why are too many people noticing it?
0: Why? Because you why, you can't stand behind it?
1: No, not that I can't stand behind it, just that, you know, I mean, I've made this point a number of times, but I, I'm like slowly, I'm, I'm, I've decided to like abandon it as an excuse. Mm. Uh, this point that like I don't always write with quality so that I can churn mm. out as many articles as possible. Yeah. Which is which is a thing, and that when a lot of people do look at it that you're not ready for, you're like, oh, this isn't my best work. Mm-hmm. I feel ashamed, mm-hmm. uh, but I've decided to abandon that excuse and to try and try and do better every mm-hmm. time instead mm-hmm. of instead of saying that like, oh, maybe I won't. Like maybe I'll just try to get it done quick because I find, you know, the amount of time spent on one article or another mm-hmm. isn't that. Uh, you know consequential
0: 80% of the if you can like lower your standard by 20% and get it out it's probably still a reasonable yeah it's probably half the amount of time but it the quality is only slightly reduced yeah. it depends on the medium like I can shit out future um, reviews and they're definitely less good quality but they're still way good call qual- way better quality than they would have been if I'd spent two hours on one 10 years ago because I just wasn't as experienced doing it I mean
1: you do do get that kind of practice but yeah
0: yeah so I mean that is interesting because it ties into one of the reasons why I think I'm not famous which is uh, (laughs) being too stubborn to do what you do which is go and find like hat work sorry uh <laughs> excuse me <laughs> no what, what I mean did is, you say what i mean is right to uh to accept a lower quality of your own writing no well that is another thing that i'm or just like... clickbait in general <clears throat> yeah that writing to someone else's specifications i feel like uh. i have to write what i want to write and i'm really really terrible and un- like sometimes i've written an article and submitted it to a website and they might pay me 100 or 150 bucks if i if i fix it but i just i'm like oh i've got other stuff to do and i can't be bothered and that's like an afternoon in my life that i could probably really do with the money so uh, but then um, maybe it's i'm too prideful maybe so the thing is we've never really got one reason for something psychology is so weird you've got a bunch of sta- stuff stacked up hmm. maybe part of me is like Oh, I don't want to do it in the writing again because if I submit it and they reject it again, then that's more time that I'm wasted and blah blah. So it's like kind of multifaceted, but I definitely think that, say, when I was younger and I was into writing fiction, there was stuff on the BBC website. There was a BBC website where they'd put all these little odd jobs and things, and you could do sketches or this or that, and they always had the specs up there. And if I was the kind of writer who could read that and submit to every single freaking thing they put up there, boom, 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 then maybe I would have got somewhere. Uh, I'm I'm just thinking, maybe not. I'm not the kind of person who could do that. If I was the kind of person who could do that, I would do the same with other opportunities. I'd just say, well, that's what they want me to write. That's what they're paying me for. Then that's what I freaking write. I'm just not very good at that. So being stubborn, that's one of the reasons why
1: totally understandable. Uh, I think the part of the reason why I do like this. They do give me a high degree of freedom in right. what I do, which is nice. But it is still uh, I can see how it would be difficult coming down from that high horse of yours. You're still that high. <laughs> but uh, yes, I get it. I think regardless of that, you know, you get into these finer points of like doing the clickbait kind of stuff and it it the the website does kind of mod and change itself. Mm uh in order to get more clicks and Mm. get more known but there's Mm. like you hear a lot of this stuff i i will say this to anyone out there who is still writing who does 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 like enjoy writing clickbait and does do it for a living Um, which by the
0: way i have nothing against i think it's a very i think those are excellent skills
1: yeah i I, i've been learning a lot Mm -hmm. honestly once i kind of shut my ego down a little bit and was ready to look at it like an, a learning experience and, and practicing of myself then i think i I've, I've been learning a lot since then so anyone who is out there writing clickbait right now they're probably aware of or or any just writing at, at on the internet at all they're probably aware of like seo uh, search en- engine optimization and stuff like that that's a pretty common thing for for writers to be aware of when i started writing on the internet i thought it was like the most important thing to do just like Just write like the way that Google wants you to write and then everything else will fall in place. And that's not true at all. You know, if you write a high quality article, it has a better chance of succeeding uh, than one uh, that's just inserted for SEO.
0: And have you noticed that among your own work, the ones that you think are better pieces tend to get more hits?
1: actually among my own work i'd say it's 50 50 okay i'd say Mm -hmm. i'd say the stuff that i that i enjoy writing that i think is is of higher quality uh sometimes sometimes get higher hits and sometimes don't Mm -hmm. uh i think the first article i ever wrote just had the word batman in it five times
0: in the title Mm -hmm.
1: and that it just it went really really high instantly and it was just like wow I had no idea that's really
0: funny because I'm sure there's lots of useful information in the internet it's just none of us can fucking access it because of cunts like you Blue Snowball cunts like me (laughs) cunts like fucking Google complain to Google about this it's not my fault I know don't hate the player don't hate the game it's only hate the player, hate the game, yes. which goes back to my earlier advice about getting women. Eh. Okay. But <laughs> the less said, the better. Okay. Oh my God. I've got another story about why I'm not famous. Oh, great. I can't wait to hear. I hope that you're not being extremely sarcastic. <laughs> as long as you at home are interested to hear. Here's a, here's a yes, thing. Yes, so our
1: many thousands but, of viewers or listeners, because we secretly are famous, yeah. are very interested to hear <laughs> it all comes together. It, any, it all comes together. Clicks.
0: But people from the future who are listening back oh, yes. are famous. Mm. Oh, this is before they were famous.
1: Yeah. Excellent. Cheers to you, people from the future. Well done. Yes. Enjoy your flying cars <laughs> and pure clean atmosphere. Well, if we keep How's the... living on Mars going? <laughs> <laughs> this is why
0: this is why we're de- never mind why we're not famous this is why we're destined to be famous <laughs> keep, up, keep, keep the humour quality at that, low, at that level I
1: just have too much fun talking to myself hmm. yeah Anyway, and I we're, have we're,
0: too yeah. much fun talking to you guys at home yes so YouTube two thousand. do you know what I used to always say YouTube, YouTube. but my, my sister is incredibly annoying and anyone sometimes someone says something like YouTube she goes tube tube so i police myself until i said youtube tube and now i always still say it still
1: kind of sounds a bit scottish
0: does it yeah okay. that's fine I, d- I don't think you should be ashamed How do you of that say it's good how'd you say it youtube okay and do, do you find that scottish people in air in general go t- tend to go tube yeah usually but you know that tube is a scottish word for like idea right? no i had it's, no it's idea it's kind of passed out of common usage but i definitely remember late, even up to the n- late 90s they went don't do that, ya tube. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Hold again, on, say that again. Ya tube.
1: Ya tube. So Don't t- do that. No, I can't. Oh, no, I'm not even going to do it. Oh, but man. yeah,
0: it, it just, I mean, presumably it means dick. Anyway, the less said the better. Once again, okay, YouTube. Around 2007 I got on YouTube. It was very meritocratic. They had a lot of different features to help you as a creator get in front of people. So you could share your videos to everyone that was your friend which meant that if someone liked your video they could share it to all their friends and by just building a network on youtube you would get um organically if your content was good you had a pretty good chance of doing well after a while they eliminate you could only send the video to 100 friends at once then they changed it to such a way that you could only do it 25 at, you can still only send it to 100 people but you had to do it 25 at a time and then they eliminated the feature completely now obviously ostensibly this was to stop spam but that didn't really make sense because it's only your friends people who you agreed yeah. to receive this mail from yeah then what they did was when youtube first began the video creator was very much the star of the video they put the channel name at the top right in a prominent place and there was a big emphasis on the channel as things went on the video itself the individual video became the thing that was emphasized rather than the content creator this also didn't help then google bought it over and then the, the advertising revenue took over and gradually gradually <clears throat> youtube Became a winner takes all, where the best con the, the best seen videos, where attracted. Mr. Beast
1: continually wins all right. of the yes, yeah. and
0: and then, fa- then the next death knell of this was when Facebook created Facebook Live and other Facebook videos, and that and then it killed the reach of YouTube on Facebook. Whereas before that, if you posted a YouTube video to Facebook, it was as likely to get seen as any other posts. Mm. So this is a prelude, uh, I guess, to my story. Uh, I didn't know I was born, as the old expression goes. Like I didn't know how lucky I was to come onto YouTube at that time when it was so democratic, and the model at that time was put out as many videos as possible. Well, that's still the model. Yeah, and but but think on your feet. Don't over prepare. And I was so perfectionist, and I wrote out a script, and I built it up to this big thing in my head. And for that reason, I mean people like my videos, but I just did a few of them. A couple of times people asked me to collaborate. Oh yeah, there's also video responses. So you could get a little debate going on YouTube and Ooh. All, all of this all of this really helped. And the funny thing is, content creators that I was contemporary with that did that did it as you should do it, which is just write your bullet points and talk around them and do it several times a week. That way you'll get good fast. Um they're big and I'm not so um i think especially when i started getting into the and this is why yeah.
1: he's working with me uh <laughs> Sorry. on the sad little podcast <laughs> no listeners
0: oh yeah um but yeah so perfectionism excessive perfectionism not wanting to put myself out in the marketplace of ideas because um i thought now the thing is later on you can of course create content that is well thought out and quality and stuff like that but you, you you put those in paid online programs or or like in your special members group or you, you know you 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 don't do all of that tons and tons of hard work unpaid you do you get good at speaking around talking points by doing it repeatedly and i'm a lot better at speaking around talking points now it's just a lot harder to get that stuff out in front of people organically compared mm. to what it was about 2000-2008. So that's my second story of why I'm not famous. Great. Got tons of stories. I think
1: that you shouldn't say entirely, like, that you're not famous uh, because you are uh, moderately famous inside your own circle. We've, we've gone over this before. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I
0: don't know. Bl-
1: should, we, should we not talk about that? Well,
0: I mean, people pe- people who have heard the podcast before might know that I'm... Um, yeah, w- okay, Cause he, cause I suppose are, what I mean is there's, there's well, a lot bigger there's a maybe. lot bigger yeah and sort of within libertarianism and stuff like that and that's why I mean I feel like in, if I was really well, I used to do a Scottish liberty podcast once a week with my friend Tam Laird who is the, the leader of the Scottish libertarian party mm. that time um, it wasn't it, it, I should have been what I mean is the strategy to have become and an, an more of an influencer I think would be to put at these three 10 minute videos a week you know blah 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 just do tiktok you did boom 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 this is back on youtube back then um even before that you know it was the to be honest doing scottish liberty podcast for all those years is what kind of gave me the confidence that i maybe would have learned to adopt that strategy but what i'm saying is these are the kinds of reasons why people aren't famous i'm just using my experience as a Example, excessive perfectionism, not properly understanding the strategy to use the vehicles in front of them. Like I didn't understand the strategy on YouTube or, 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 um, or I'm just talking about the kind of, of, the kinds of things that I've experienced, which would stop me from being better known than I am. Hmm. But if I'd done and it's not just about me it's about the listener as well hopefully. well this is
1: what I'm saying it's like you know I, I, I told you before we started the podcast mm. we shouldn't make this about regret
0: I, I don't think it, it's about regret I'm well, just you're going over past things and you know saying but like
1: oh, I could have been famous if, I could have been a contender if it weren't if, for if, those if I'd done it
0: if I'd done it correctly right but instead you're about, a bum yeah but that's what? it's not just about I think saying I should have done this I should have done that it's about saying We've got other, like you mentioned, TikTok. So that's yeah. the vehicle now. And I, I started putting out little because I'm writing this book, in, book on big pharma. These little one minute videos of uh, me talking about little pharma scandals on TikTok. If, if I, I mean, if I was smart, I'd be doing that every other day or or, or more frequently. Mm. But I, I started it, and I had exactly the correct attitude, which was to don't worry about doing them well right away. Just get to know the platform. I said, I'll do 10 videos in 10 days. It took me two weeks to do the 10 videos, but I still did it, mm. and that broke me into the platform. And as I've gone along, I've seen how to present the video to make it more clickbaity and and all those things. And yeah, they've done all right. They've, some of them have got a few thousand clicks, which is better than I did when I bust onto YouTube in 2007, 2008. There you go. Um, so I, I'm not really meaning to talk about this as regret in terms of regret but the kinds of things that stop people from becoming famous one Fair thing it. is i've got tons of unfinished projects which is another reason why people don't get famous that's true
1: but uh, a lot of i feel like a lot of writers tend to have um, a bunch of unfinished projects uh that they leave unfinished which you know some of them are okay and some of them are not okay but like uh i mean i've got tons of shit that's mm-hmm. unfinished but i think i've got what matters what matters to me is finished and I have those capable of, uh, and I keep them updated and kind of like proud of, uh, in terms of like what I yeah. think is my current writing skill.
0: Well, a lot of this stuff is okay because when you go back to it, you go, that's not really at the level I want it to be, but you've probably learned to write better by doing it. But it's certainly true that it's, I, I once read a book called Key Person of Influence. Um, mm. and one of the, one of the pages that really hit me was if you've got, um, Four unfinished books, that's still zero books you've got on Amazon Kindle, right? Ah. So that hurt me because I must have had like 10 unfinished books. And you don't want to like start digging a well, then go a few miles down the road and start digging another well, and then go a few... because do- you never hit the geezer. Right? Yeah. And that unfortunately... It never hit that geezer. Unfortunately, that seems to have been a running theme in my life. Um, not, but, but I mean, I mean to get some of the stuff... Finished in the future, and and some of it, I mean, to actually once I finish this book, you have had a couple to of, get uh, yeah, collaborators on.
1: What's what's this book that you're working on right? The, now? the
0: big pharma book. Uh, yeah. I it was originally called. I was it keeps on changing name. It was going to call be called Pharma Lie People Die. But so <laughs> it's got the cover of a duck on it. There's a duck on the cover.
1: Yeah, yeah, the duck uh, dressed as a doctor or whatever. Yeah like, yeah, 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 like he's a quack. Yeah, it took you a minute to get it. it did it did take uh, me a minute? It's going
0: to say uh, big pharma. Guess it quacks like a duck.
1: <laughs> nah.
0: you prefer farm alive. People die.
1: Probably, I, I think like that hits harder. Does it? Yes, because I, 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 I think you could do this. Sh- but I think you could do the 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 picture on its own, and people would get it. Okay. Yes. Well, I
0: I, 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 w- I was feeling into it, and I felt like it was a bit too, it was a bit too on the nose, and I felt like the f- the humor might help. Maybe. So uh, I'll take it under advisement. Keep, keep
1: workshopping it. Keep workshopping.
0: So, I said some of the books that I'm not finished, uh, I was thinking of just finding people that I know are doing similar stuff, especially the nonfiction, mm. and ask them if they want to collaborate on it. Because one thing that I find is that I work really well as part of a team. So, that was one of the things in my list oh, of definitely. reasons why I'm not famous, or people are not famous in general, not seeking enough support.
1: Yes, I completely agree with you. Tell I, was me about talking, that. I was talking about this with. Uh, some of my Dungeons and Dragons people the other yeah. day, because I think I think you know, but uh, our listeners might not, that, uh, you know, I help run uh, a Dungeons and Dragons, kind of like an entry-level Dungeons mm-hmm. and Dragons thing every other Monday. If you're in Glasgow, it's called Peace and Dragons. The difficult part of it is uh, that coming up with like a different one-shot, kind mm-hmm. of, because they're all just self-contained one-evening adventures that, you know, you have prepared for people that might not have ever played Dungeons mm-hmm. & Dragons before. And you go on them every other Monday. And so it's kind of difficult to prepare uh, that entire adventure in the space of two weeks, especially by yourself. It's it's easy to do, but it takes a lot of time away from other things you might be working on. What's really useful, and especially what me and, uh, and my roommate do, because he's working on that as well, um, we'll go on walks or will uh, kind of like sit down for coffee and just sort of like talk out our ideas with one another and we'll, like I, I can't believe the amount of the, like the sheer benefit I get from just sitting and talking with somebody mm. half the time they're not even the one person the person that like gives me new ideas I just stumble across good ideas to, mm-hmm. to get me out of my own problems as I'm speaking to them yeah
0: it's amazing speaking about projects I really noticed that when I lived in Edinburgh <clears throat> I didn't get out enough um, and I found when I did spe- go out and speak to another writer or an entrepreneur or someone that was doing something creative with their life, you get to speaking about projects and I get really jazzed up and when I went home I really wanted to work. I didn't understand the importance of that. I was a real procrastinator uh, and that would have been one thing that would have helped me get off the, get off the procrastination. Get off
1: the couch and get back to writing yeah. yourself. Yeah. That's go write right. Your, go write yourself. Yeah, that's right. Um, so that's
0: another thing, seeking support. And the thing is I think people don't know what support they need until they have an experience of getting support. It's great to join a writer's group. I, I created one when I was at uni because I wouldn't have finished the plays I was trying to write without that evening every other, every week where I knew no matter what I was gonna sit down and write for a couple of hours and reading it to people at the writers group and a, and a couple of times I had classes and things like that. You can find one at the community center or something like that. Sometimes someone, someone runs, runs one. That kind of support is, is helpful. Um, another reason, I think just like not submitting stuff that you even do finish. That's true.
1: I am, I'm sitting on a, a short story that I'm very proud of that I am not submitting anywhere mm. at the moment. And I can see by your judgmental stare that uh, I should submit it somewhere.
0: I like like the fact that it's present for you. Yeah. What would it take you to submit it? Uh, The right place. Hmm. So how do you find
1: the right place? That's a good question. And I think that has a lot to do with what our subject is today. The, 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 The why are we not famous yet? Because I think a lot of fiction writers do end up doing literary magazines first. I think finding the right literary magazine because it's it's very very easy to find a lit mag kind of geared towards towards like sci-fi or high fantasy mm-hmm. uh writing and this is just kind of like a, a I don't know like a personal i don't want to say personal essay because not all of it's true but it's like it, it's just a kind of like slice of life uh kind of perception thing that that kind of plays with these ideas of human character on the on display and this this idea i don't know if you remember the dictionary of obscure sorrows and that that word a a lot of a lot of people back in the day like it was a big
0: hipster thing to kind of be aware of Uh, is, like... See, people think I'm a hipster, but I'm actually this other thing. You just wouldn't have heard of it because it's kind of new and alternative. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. But, like, it was that... that, And, like, probably the most famous word from this Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows was the word sonder, uh, where, like, you just have this sudden moment uh, kind of 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 empathy with everybody in the room. You realize everybody where you're present at is also living... Uh, their own completely unique, individually focused lives uh, right next to you. Whereas, like, they've, they've gone on their entirely own independent adventure to come to this exact spot where you're sitting as well. This feeling uh, kind of relates to uh, the necessary tools it takes to be a writer and craft, uh, craft character in a way that's believable and uh, empathetic. That you can draw off of not just your own personal experiences, but other people's personal experience that you see, you know, for lack of a better term, in the wild, and uh, kind of use that for your own uh, for your own artistic betterment. And I think that kind of putting those things together and trying to complete a loop on itself with uh, the history of this area, the history of that of this pub up the street. Um, the kind of attitude of the people uh, that go there and some personal experiences from myself and my friends that uh, have been shared to me. And I just kind of wanted to tie it all together and make it like a part of where I'm living in Glasgow. Mm. So it's, it's like 90% of it is grounded in reality. Um, Kind of about 10% of it is like modded for the sake of Clarity and... So do
0: we get a reading from it on a future episode of the show?
1: Uh, sure, we could do a reading from it. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Nice.
0: Um, okay, that's something to tune yes. in for. So <laughs> people follow... So people finish stuff, but they don't submit it. And especially there's this thing with publishing where it takes so long that there's kind of like an impatience. First, you need to wait to hear back from them to get a bunch of rejection letters. And you're just like, ah. So... Um, yeah, and, and, you, and you don't know if anyone's going to take it up. So that now a lot of people will self-publish. I think uh, here's another reason. Also,
1: if you do know a place where someone can, where there's a literary magazine where you can submit kind of a grimy, bluesy slice of life fiction like that, uh, please
0: comment down below. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I think for me, one of the reasons why I'm not famous is a certain like arrogance of believing it's all going to work out someday somehow. Which maybe gets in the way of thinking it's not going to fucking happen unless I make it happen. Oh yeah, that kind of ties back into our. That's good motivation,
1: though. I think I think that for you, just as an outsider looking at you, I think that helps you. Mm. Um, I feel
0: like I might have done more stuff, like like we actually wrote a whole sitcom me and a friend of mine mm. when I was at uni uh, the first pilot episode of it it took us ages because it was stitched together it started with all jokes from when we were talking in the student union and just hanging out mm. which I saved in my phone and as the list of jokes grew longer and longer we saw characters emerge and we wrote that one will go with that character that one will go with that character we wrote the whole sitcom around the characters that merged emergently as part of our combined personality they emerged emergently and and then we just finished it got feedback edited it up put it in the screenplay format and didn't send it anywhere not even the the comedy unit in glasgow like what's wrong with us so yeah i know that's not submitting i don't know
1: it's uh, but definitely publishing is its own its own phase to the writing process that like if you think endings are hard to get to just wait Mm. yeah
0: just wait for what (laughs)
1: well i don't know i haven't done it yet oh, okay yes yeah that's yeah. the publishing phase i mean like mm-hmm. the finding an appropriate literary magazine or someone who will look at your piece and well, tell you no
0: you can self-publish a book now and and get it out in a couple of weeks so that's people are reluctant to go to publishing houses especially since you might get like 10 percent for the first a thousand copies and then 12.5 percent after that and, and and just because you get a publisher doesn't necessarily mean it gets in bookshops, doesn't necessarily mean they're going to spend a lot of time and energy hustling for you and trying to make it a success. It doesn't always happen. It's great if it freaking does. Um, Some people are like kind of going down the route, well, uh, that I went, which is to kind of like collaborate with um, sort of friends who have these like little mini publishing houses and things um, as an adjunct to their bigger project. Um, and they can benefit from having more more books in their bookshop and you can benefit from having a name on it but independently of that build your own audience which is what I was doing when I was doing the Scottish Liberty podcast but one thing I realised is again this is not sowing regret it's saying the kind of thing I could do in the future or ought to have done is once you've got a few chapters of one of these books that you want to do on your own like I could have done you know approach some of the think tanks in my area and say hey here's a couple of chapters of of a book that is you know in your demographic up your alley and uh, what do you think would you uh, would you like to back this and um, it would look good on their bookshelf so yeah that's again the idea of getting support or not doing everything on your own like lone wolves only get so far how are you going to coordinate your effort to get famous with other people true. who couldn't opportunities for you yes yeah mm-hmm. even though it seems like a mostly
1: freelance driven world nowadays mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. so there's a few things to think about um you know i think the kind of like lack of consistency and um,
1: that's a big one that's a that's a big thing that authors look for in your that's a telltale sign of your skill is that like if you can do a good thing once that's great but so can a lot of people accidentally you mm-hmm. know if you can do a good thing again and again and again that's that's a, a good sign for people to back you.
0: Yeah, and it's one of the thing the things they say about like make writing something that you do every day for a certain amount of time and so don't let to practice. For yeah, consistency. Yeah, yes. because discipline. If you've got this kind of start and stop mentality, I feel like I got I got good at a bunch of stuff in my life, but I never had the consistency to get truly excellent at a bunch of stuff when a i was jack younger of all
1: trades but master of none yeah
0: and you're meant to be jack of all trades master of one there's no need why you need to be particularly useless at anything that might be useful to you but um it's good to have one or two things that you know that you're particularly skillful at and and um, when again like as a creative it's hard for me to decide what i wanted to do i think when i was in uni i would have liked to be like i said i wanted to be an actor and then I, p- I played piano a lot. That's an g- example of something I got pretty good at. You know, I, was, I taught piano, but I didn't practice enough to become really great. I think I would have liked to be an arranger, like do the strings or like vocal harmonies and things like that. N- not necessarily in like, like in pop music and things like that. And um, for people's songs, write the little violin part and stuff like that. You could do. But I couldn't see myself spending... All that time in the library, going through scores to figure out how everyone did everything. So that's a lack of consistency. Are you willing, like, to take a read on yourself and do the work? Yeah, do the work that would be required to excel in a certain. Like, are you the kind of person who would do that? You know, the reason why I stopped writing plays after I got to uni is I had to drag myself by the hair to finish them. I did have long hair in those days, (laughs) so
1: I um, can't believe it.
0: I thought. I thought, you know, if I'm going to write a, a handful of really good plays, I'm probably going to wa- want to write about 20, 30 or 40, and some of them will be really good, and I just couldn't see myself getting over my procrastination enough to do that. So I write, like writing non-fiction now, which is mostly what I do. I might return to writing fiction at some point, but right now I like it, it's something that I can do regularly and have the consistency with. So hopefully, one day I'll be famous. One day. And if you want to be famous, then stop listening to this podcast and go Go write write yourself. yourself.